King, you have summoned me. What is it? Take this here vibranium to the Brother Miles as a gift from the people of Wakanda. Go and bring him the vibranium mic. He will use it wisely. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's absolutely nothing. What did you do before you were named a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have there? Ask Professor Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles, and he'll tell you like it really is. You can shackle the hands of black people. You can jail the bodies of black people. But you cannot shackle or jail the minds of black people. Rise up, black man, black woman, and reach to go back to Africa. My father was a Garveyite. Thus, Marcus Garvey can be thought of as my grandfather. But when you say, I've read in... Dr. Ben's book, or I've read in Dr. Ivan Van Sertima's book, or I've read in Professor Maurice Miles Martinez's book, they say, don't speak that information in here. Brothers and sisters, speak your truth to the world. Brother Miles, the black man's truth is here. The Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. History is a clock that people use to tell their political, economic, and cultural time of day. Brother Miles, the relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. Free at last and proud to be black. One day, Miles will be free at last. Welcome to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, the place where black history, hip-hop, and spoken word come together. I'm your host, Maurice Miles Martinez, also known as MC Brother Miles. At the end of each podcast, we have an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself. Last week in Season 1, Episode 22 of this podcast, we discussed the Great Wall of Africa, and I shared with you a reading from my book called The Great Wall of Africa, The Empire of Benin's 10,000 Mile Long Wall. This week, I'm going to share a little bit more from the book but I'm going to focus on the Benin bronzes. And so here are some excerpts from my book. These bronzes were forged in a manner that rivaled other bronzes throughout the world. Yet, when Europeans encountered the Benin bronzes, they did not believe that Africans created them, tried to claim a European origin of them, pilfered them, and brought them home. Today they sit in Europe's and America's museums on display. The European world felt that the people whom they called savage and primitive could not have created bronzes. In fact, O.M. Dalton and C.H. Sir Hercules believed that the people of Benin knew how to create bronzes only because they had been taught by the Portuguese. However, historical and archaeological data do not bear any evidence to support this hypothesis that the Portuguese provided this craft to the Benin Empire. The evidence tells the opposite story. The Portuguese first encountered the Benin Empire in 1472 AD and did not establish any permanent presence until 1502 AD. This was about 200 years after the Empire of Benin began to create bronzes. Moreover, the Benin bronzes document the history of the Benin Empire and images of the Portuguese do not appear cast in bronze until hundreds of years after the first bronzes were created. Even more insulting, this claim that the Portuguese were responsible for the introduction of the bronze brass casting followed a pattern of European claims 
to African civilization that was discussed in an earlier chapter. The bronzes were created through the lost wax process. Lost wax casting existed throughout West Africa and involved the use of brass to create the magnificent bronzes. It required scientific knowledge about pottery, wax, and metal interact at specific temperatures. Without this knowledge, the clay mold and resulting bronze can be damaged. The lost wax process was started by carving beeswax or a similar substance. Then the beeswax was covered with clay. The first few layers of clay were easily moldable. Then additional layers of stronger, thicker clay were added. Then the clay mold containing the wax was put into a fire. The beeswax melted and was lost. And this is where the name lost wax came from. Then the metallurgist poured brass into the clay mold, and when the mold cooled, it was opened by breaking it. Bronzes were made from a combination of copper and tin, and brasses were made from a combination of copper and zinc. Copper and tin are both found in Nigeria and were also traded by Arab traders. Many of the bronze casters in Benin made magnificent natural heads. The lost wax process is still performed today to create bronzes. The bronzes are more than just works of art. They tell the story of the Benin Empire. They were also an integral part of Benin's life. Now, since independence in the 1960s, Nigeria has asked for the Benin bronzes to be returned. There is some progress being made to return these bronzes. While the Benin bronzes are considered to be culturally priceless, some of them have been auctioned by Sotheby's. Thus, one may quantify the estimated value of all the bronzes. For example, recently a bronze that was created in the 17th century sold for $4,470,000, and more than 3,300 bronzes exist in addition to 2,000 other Benin works of art. While each bronze would command its own value in an open market, at $4.5 million per bronze, this would push the collective value of all of the Benin bronzes to $14.7 billion. The estimated $14.7 billion value of the bronzes is more than 30% of the GDP gross domestic product of one half of the countries on earth. So when these museums in some of these countries were asked for the bronzes and to return them back to Nigeria, they say, well, so many people come to our museum that many more people will see them here and they're more valuable here. And they also said that if we return them to Nigeria, that someone in Nigeria might steal them. Get that, they're the thieves and they're accusing Africans of stealing their own artwork. What hypocrisy is this? As always, we conclude the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast with an original spoken word or hip-hop track by myself, Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... 
Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It was the Benin people who made the bronzes through the lost wax looking glass process that they mastered the craft for hundreds of years. It's a fact that when the Portuguese arrived brandishing guns, the kingdom of Benin made the bronzes of them through the process lost wax. But they claimed that Nigerians could not make bronzes of such fine grade. Yet the bronzes sat as documentary evidence of the Obas and Benin life until the British came. And the British took them and said, these are reparations for what you have done when it was the British who invaded the Benin kingdom. And they dispersed these to their museums. It was if a mythical pun was being played on African ancients and when asked for them back in the 1960s by the Nigerians they continued to front and said well they are better in our museums for if we return them to you they might get stolen is this reality or just abnormality that you won't give back what you took from Benin's palace, buildings and alleys that sat between the 10,000 miles of the Great Wall of Benin. Is it really about this or your museum's green to support your pavilion of scholars for the Benin bronzes are worth at least $14.7 billion and people won't want to go to your museum any longer if what you stole is not there. Yet some of the nations of Europe have returned Benin's artifacts and some have tried to engage in the hypocrisy of we can temporarily lend them back. Temporarily lend them back? Temporarily lend them back? You have got to be kidding the people of Benin for your lack of tact. It's time to take the Benin bronzes right and exact and return the bronzes and all of Benin's artifacts. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. When you have a chance, please pick a copy of my books up from Amazon. The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark versus Herman Cain. The Great Wall of Africa, the Empire of Benin's 10,000 mile long wall. And The Real Vibranium of Africa by Maurice Miles Martinez. Please feel free to contact me at MauriceMilesMartinez at gmail.com. That's MauriceMilesMartinez, all one word, at gmail.com. Or connect with me on LinkedIn. Please tune in next Saturday for another episode 
of the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. I will speak with you then. Thank you again for listening. The Real Wakandas of Africa is now available on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please share this with your friends and family and ask them to subscribe to the podcast so that they can get weekly updates when the podcast is released.